So today, um, Alison, we are going to have a market tidbit on the stay-at-home economy. And we wrote a report um, a few weeks ago about this stay-at-home economy, which was, of course, impacted by what happened in, in February, March, April um, with the, the COVID-19, the coronavirus. And we mentioned through the report um, um, a new type of, of um, segmentation, uh, which is not totally new with the COVID, but which is new with the expansion of the internet and APPs and so on, called the Jai, Jai um, segment, Jai generation, Jai people. What, what are the Jai people and what do we say within the report? Um, yeah, so Jai people is basically a definition for people who prefer to stay at home than go out. And previously, this would include maybe more introverted people. It's also related to the Japanese word otaku, which is related to otaku economy, which is the economy of watching anime at home, uh, playing video games all day. But now the Jai economy, and especially since COVID-19, has expanded to include a lot of different services that you can do at home. So the original definition was a little bit more geeky. But now it really includes everyone, um, even people who work out, anybody who has to go to school or anybody who has to telecommute into work. So we could mention not only the Jai people, but the Jai economy, meaning you could become a Jai from time to time. And the pandemic made some people, more people, Jai people, right? Yeah. Um, and so originally the Jai economy was a little bit more male than female, about 55% male, 45% female. Um, and the age group is mostly 18 to 34 year olds. It's the very digital group of people and they're very plugged in. Um, traditionally they would be gamers, but yeah, like I mentioned now, it really includes like even anybody just shopping for groceries is participating in the if they're doing it from home, they're doing it, they're participating in the Jai economy from home. So we know that people spend more time online during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And um, we know that uh, they uh, actually emphasized some use they already had, but they had also new use of the internet. What are the trends which could have explored and have impacted the stay at home economy with COVID-19? Um, so some of the trends that we can talk about are um, increase in social media use um, and then online shopping is a really big one. Of course, before every, in China, a lot of people shop online, but now it's even more so, um, any, including online fitness. And then, of course, remote work and study platforms is also increasing. And lastly, mobile gaming and other entertainment, including attending concerts from your living room. Yeah, and talking about fitness app, there is one app which, which was a winner during, during this lockdown, which is the app Keep, K-E-E-P. Um, what, what kind of app um, succeeded in, in, uh, in those categories? Fitness, uh, news, news app. Can you mention a few of them? Yeah, um, since you mentioned Keep. So what Keep did is it's a um, at-home workout app. And what they did is they hopped onto all of the short video platforms um, like Douyin, TikTok. Um, and they, for one, they invited celebrities or like professional um, athletes like 
a volleyball player, Hui Rochi, for example. And then the athletes would actually teach classes. And so that was a really big factor to attract a lot of people into doing fitness from home. And so it's inspired a lot of people to engage in, in fitness when originally uh, China's population of gym goers was relatively low. Interesting. So you mean that they leverage some, some kinds of KOL or people with an authority in fitness in order to, to get new users and new... new... Yes, and this um, started, they mostly did this during the COVID-19. So as you can see, um, the way the pandemic has impacted Chinese people is, can be really surprising. Uh, you mentioned that uh, not only e-commerce went up, but also entertainment um, um, apps. Um, would, would you mind sharing what kind of other apps uh, went up and for what kind of use? We all know that uh, Douyin was a big winner in 2019, and uh, it should be not surprising that it would be the, 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 the winner uh, for the COVID-19 lockdown. Yeah, so actually, um, there's three short video apps that we really looked at. Um, Douyin, Kuaishou, and Xigua. So they all have slightly different user bases, and they all increased quite significantly. Um, so for example, Douyin in December 2019 had 459 million monthly active users. And then uh, come March, it is now 518 monthly active users. And Kuaishou and Xigua have similar statistics. And each of these groups, they target slightly different user base. So Douyin is more like Gen Z and millennials, um, tier one, tier two cities. Kuaishou is a little bit of the lower tier cities. Um, and then Xigua is actually known for its um, higher level content and it actually has a more male user base. So you can see that these are all tapping into um, and expanding in those unique user bases. So the short video um, market is really expanding from COVID-19. Um, additionally, um, we can also talk about online reading. Um, around half of Chinese um, chose to read novels every day during this time. And then reportedly, um, a majority of them, 86.2% of them plan to continue reading online after the epidemic ends. So we will see how long this lasts, but um, it's another area that has really grown during the pandemic. Interesting. Something we forget, but the biggest market for books is, is, is China. And reading novels um, on, on, a, on a smartphone, on, on a iPad would be quite natural, actually, uh, and it increased during during the COVID nineteen lockdown. That's what you are saying, and the, the question is how how people are going to continue to read novels. Right, um, and according to a survey, a lot of people will keep reading, but then again, um, self reported, like everybody likes to think that they will continue to read, sure. but we'll see how that plays out. You mentioned so e commerce, and uh, every I mean. A lot of people who were uh, not allowed to go out had to use and to rely on e-commerce. And when I was going through the report, I was um, actually surprised by the low level of users for Hema, for instance, where I would have expected to be much higher in terms of 
um, active users. But still, of course, it increased massively during during the the, the, the epidemic uh, in China. Um, what, what about grocery e-commerce more specifically? And uh, do you see that as a, a game changer or just a, a period uh, of time of a few months where people had to use it? Um, I do think it could potentially be a game changer because once you've used it once, um, it really releases a lot of the friction to using it for the first time. Everybody was basically, um, they had a lot of pressure to use it for that first time, but now the app is downloaded on their phone, um, their payment method is plugged in, and so it's a lot easier to maintain a consumer than to acquire a new one. And it looks like the monthly active users for um Xiansheng and some of the grocery apps they they stayed pretty stable between January and April and in April um China was it was very open I mean people could really leave their apartments and go grocery shopping almost like normal again and they still maintain a lot of their user base and what's surprising to me is that we were talking about um 1.2.8 so a million yeah. uh, uh, monthly active users for Roma, which is for the size of China very small and it uh, increased uh, massively again during during the during COVID-19 but the basis was much smaller than what I was expecting was that your feeling too when you were re reading the, 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 the report yeah for the amount of attention that Roma specifically has gotten um, I would have expected the monthly active users to be possibly a bit higher. Um, but what's not surprising is the amount of growth. Um, I mean, it's grown like nearly sevenfold um, from December 2019 to January 2020. So over a month long period. So I think that's the biggest, that's, what's the most interesting to me is that it's grown so much and then um, it continues to grow throughout through February, March, April. And so a lot of these users, they appear to be staying on the app. Um, granted, they might not be ordering the same amount of volume as they were before, but uh, it's still, it still definitely has made a big impact in China. The irony that Carrefour left China like, uh... Uh, nine months before the, the, the COVID-19 lockdown and they could have benefited from it. Um, I feel that's, that's really a, a, a wrong timing uh, for, for this player to go out. I mean, it could have benefited from a, a very uh, unpredicted um, um, event like this. You mentioned also online education. Um, and it grew naturally because students were not at school. And um, actually, they just went back to school a few weeks ago and it was, I think, uh, early June or mid-June. Yeah, so online education absolutely exploded. And this is mostly to do with schools. Like, they still require an education. And so these students, they have to download these apps and they have to um, learn the way of telecommuting. And so what's interesting is that some of these um, apps, they've actually grown 50-fold. Um, for example, Shui is an app that it used to only have 124,000 weekly active users, but now that's 6 million, um, 6.1 million. So that's quite a bit. 
And what's also kind of funny is if you look at, um, for some of these telecommuting apps, if you look at the reviews on, on the app store, on the Chinese app store, the reviews are actually quite negative because if you look at what the, what the reviews are saying, it's a bunch of kids. Um, the reviews say like, my school makes me do this um, online instead of playing my video games. It's a very disruptive app. I wish it didn't exist. So that really shows that a lot of the user base is, is students um, who, whether they like it or not, they use these apps for school. Funny. It was not designed for it initially. Um, yeah, well, I think the students are just mad that they have to go to school when they, when they could be sitting at home gaming, participating in other parts of the stay-at-home economy. Yeah, not focusing much on the, the app and the function, but the fact that you are mm -hmm. taking the time out of the, their games. Right. Um, Telecommunication, uh, of course, uh, the, span, the time spent on telecommunication has increased a lot. Um, what, what can we conclude on, on, on that? What are the key, key learnings on, on telecommunicating apps and uh, um, um, uh, meeting apps um, for work, for meeting with family, to get news? What, what kind of learnings can we get? So some of these telecommuting apps, they have a massive amount of users in such a short amount of time. On the first day of resumption of work on February 3rd, 200 million people logged on to Jingtok to work from home. Um, so that's a lot. Uh, whether the telecommuting apps will continue to be used in the future, of course, COVID-19 is a huge factor that has, again, uh, it's kind of lowered the friction to use it. It's already downloaded on their computers, but whether people continue to lose it, to use it, whether it really depends on the trust in the workplace. Um, that's a really crucial factor. And then there's also um, demand for working across regions. 80% um, of large and medium-sized enterprises in China set up offices in at least two different areas. So telecommuting will definitely continue to be used. Um, on a pretty large scale, um, but it'll be interesting to see if downloading, if having used these apps before during COVID-19 will make it easier for a large amount of people to start working from home and even start um, working from home on a daily or like permanent basis, or if it's just going to be something that they will continue to use only for meetings. Interesting. I guess we will have to update this report in three or four months to see the state of our home economy has been impacted for the long term. It was just uh, for the short term that it was impacting during COVID-19. Thanks, Alison, for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me.